Hey everyone, welcome back to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. I'm Bobby Sylvester, joined as always by Mike Taglier. We're on Twitter at Bobby Fantasy Pro and at Mike Taglier NFL. Tags, we've got a mock draft episode for today, and I am coming for you, baby. <laughs> uh, bring it on. I mean, it's been a while. I mean, every now and then I'm going to have to give pity on you, Bobby. I'm going to have to lose at times. Today might be that day. I don't know. I haven't really decided yet. <laughs> okay. So if you win, it's because you decide, and if you lose, it's because you decided. Is that what you're setting it up as? Correct. I mean, obviously. We know how this works. I'm just going to have to wipe the floor then. I'm talking like 99, <laughs> and you get like, I don't know, probably an 85, because that's probably your average over like a full two-year period yeah you've won the last like three or four episodes but like your average is just getting whooped by me oh see now you're resorting to insults you didn't need to go there i just said i I felt bad for you i didn't like call you a bills fan or anything man i just said that you're used to getting whooped i'm not trying to get on bills fans bad like have you seen their tailgating parties at a bills game like they do some crazy stuff man who's crazier bills fans or raiders fans or actually let's throw another one in here Titans fans. <laughs> no, no. I, I would say that Bills fans are definitely crazier, uh, whereas Raiders are are more like protect their turf. Okay. Bobby, don't go to a Raiders game with like a with a Jacksonville jersey on or anything. Just don't do that. Oh, I, I don't plan on it. So that's, <laughs> that's fine with me. So as I mentioned, today we're going to be doing a mock draft episode. Tags and I set it up with multi-user drafts, which is something that you'll be able to do this offseason uh, with all your friends. If you just want to do a mock draft instead of you know going to the Yahoo or ESPN mock draft lobby, you can do one of these super quick. And if you can't fill up a whole room, you can draft against the expert rankings. It's a lot of fun. Tags will explain the settings. First of all, I want to talk to you about the sponsor of today's show, pristineauction.com. And Pristine Auction, they've got all kinds of cool things. Not only that, they've got really good values as well. I saw a signed, uh, you'll like this one, Tags, a signed Charles Tillman Bears chrome helmet. Went for 105 bucks. Now, you see, you can't even buy those helmets for that cheap. Like, just getting an autograph on top of them, that's what I'm saying. I tell people to check it out. There's definitely great stuff at Pristine Auction. Everything's guaranteed authentic from only the most trusted sources. That's pristineauction.com. P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E. Uh, Tags, why don't you go ahead and start the draft because there's going to be a little bit of a countdown. And while you, we do the countdown, let's talk about Golden Tate and where he's headed. Yeah, so Golden Tate, uh, like he's going to be uh, headed to the New York Giants. They, they felt it necessary, I guess, to go out and sign a wide receiver after they traded away Odell Beckham. Yeah, because they, they are committed to not rebuilding. Let's just clarify that. That's, that's what they said. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to believe them. I just felt like that they, they needed to do something as a franchise. Dave Gettleman was getting a ton of negative press. And honestly, this move just made everything worse. I mean, the guys, he's only been with the team just now over a year, but he's already in the hot seat. I mean, there's no way that he can escape this. You know, the, the franchise quarterback issue, that's that's a whole separate thing. Taking Saquon Barkley at number two, that doesn't signify a, a tanking franchise or a franchise that is is rebuilding. There's just so many frustrating parts of this whole Golden Tate issue that him and Sterling Shepard just don't belong in the same team. I wrote an article on it. You guys could check it out on fantasypros.com. Uh, I highlighted why. Yeah, it is absolutely ridiculous. I don't understand what's going on here. Um, but Giants fans, you should be mad. It is a disaster. Um, all right, Tags. Our draft started. Saquon Barkley, Zeke. Christian McCaffrey went number three. And then Gurley, Kamara, some wide receivers. Hopkins, Devontae Adams. And then back to the running backs, James Conner and Melvin Gordon. That leaves a couple options for you here. Who are you looking at? Yeah, so I mean, this is a part in the draft. Like, obviously, you know, it's a very running back heavy draft this year. You're going to realize that in the first couple rounds, a lot of running backs coming off the board because there's not 
there's basically not enough workhorses to to you know for everybody to have two of them you know you're lucky if you get one i mean if you get two you're in a really good spot but at the same time i think people are devaluing wide receiver a bit too much i mean just because we come off the year that we just did i feel like wide receivers like julio jones should not last past the first round you know guys like michael thomas odell beckham these guys shouldn't last past the first round but they continually do so if i find myself where i'm at now would you take those guys over melvin gordon and james connor who just went ahead of you Melvin Gordon, no. Uh, James Conner, I would contemplate it. I, I think I might go Conner. I'd take all three wide receivers over Connor. Yeah. Yeah, I might go Connor, but it's close. But at this spot, I don't feel like I can go wrong uh, with Julio Jones. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is still on the board, and I. You've got six seconds left. Just heads up. <laughs> I said I said that I would not take Le'Veon Bell in the first round, and I'm going to stand by that. Okay. Yeah, so Tags, we didn't mention this. You've got the 10th pick. You somehow rigged this. You're the one that set up the draft. I've got the freaking 12th pick here. you got to be kidding me. If I had the, hold on a second, if I rigged it, I would not have the 10th pick. That's first off. Well, you want to make it seem like you're not rigging it. Like, you're not going to give yourself the first pick. You're going to be like, I would have done like sixth. I just want a better pick than Bobby because you need all the advantage (laughs) you can have. Yeah. So I was going to take Michael. Obviously, I knew you were taking Julio Jones. Otherwise, I would have taken him. But I was planning on taking Michael Thomas. He was taken right before me. So I'm looking at Le'Veon Bell, Odell Beckham. I'm not taking Travis Kelsey this early. I'm definitely not taking Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Joe Mixon is there. I could reach for my guy, Dalvin Cook. That seems kind of stupid, though. I'm going to go ahead and just take Odell Beckham now. And then I need to figure out where I'm going here. Crud. I don't like this spot at all. This is the first mock draft I've done where I'm picking 12th, and it's ugly. Um, You know what I'm going to do is I'm thinking about David Johnson, man, because I do think they're (laughs) going to get Kyler Murray, and it's going to help him out a lot. Would you make fun of me if I made that pick? I wouldn't make fun of you. I think this is the area. Like, you're not going to get him on the way back. So it's like, do you like David Johnson better than Dalvin Cook? I guess that's the question you have to answer because I, I view them in similar territories. I feel I feel like Dalvin Cook's offense is going to be better. But there are some unknowns about David Johnson. You know, with Cliff Kingsbury coming to town, I don't know if, you know, there's definitely some hope among people. I mean, he's an offensive-minded coach. There's definitely upside for David Johnson. He's proven he could do it before. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame you. I'm just going to take David Johnson. Enough talking. David Johnson it is. Dalvin Cook went right after me. Yeah, Dalvin Cook and David Johnson, those were the picks there. So uh, starting off Odell Beckham and David Johnson, that's a good one to start. I do like to get one stud wide receiver, one stud running back. I mean, it's very rare that you're going to get two stud running backs. So now if I pass on a, a running back here, I'm in a bad spot. Like if I waited, I'd probably end up with like a Leonard Fournette, Sony Michelle. And it's not to say they're terrible. Dude, just risk it. Let's see how the let's see how a draft works out where you don't take a running back in the first two rounds. <laughs> no, this is the tough part though, is because looking at the running backs on the board, Le'Veon Bell's there. I feel like he's a guy that's going to finish as a top ten running back. I I just feel like his upside is very limited. I don't think he has a chance to finish top five. Uh, well, maybe top five, but not top three. Like his offense isn't good enough. Joe Mixon, nobody could on the Jets. You put Saquon Barkley on the Jets, and I think he's more talented than Bell. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to finish top five. Yeah, that's that's where it's tough. It, it, like Joe Mixon, part of a new offense. That offensive line is very suspect. They're not using him in the passing game. I don't know if that changes with the new coaching staff. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. We just found out today that he suspended eight games. You know, are they going to use Kareem Hunt when they come back in those eight games? So it's like it's a really bad spot for me. But I do need to take a running back. So unfortunately, I was hoping somebody else would do it. But I'm taking Le'Veon Bell. You are such a hypocrite, man. I didn't want to take him there, but I explained myself. Oh, well, Mari Cooper dropped you. You've got to be kidding me. I mean, 
Amari on my list. So to be fair, like rankings, like our rankings are going to be different than what we see, but I'm going to pull up my rankings off to the side because we're going to be introducing that to the draft wizard as the, once we get closer, the, the cheat sheet you have, we're going by fantasy pros ECR right now the expert consensus on this cheat sheet, but you'll be able to import your own. So I'm going to go over to my rankings and I see Amari Cooper is thy number 11 wide receiver on this list. He's number 12. Before you take him, I've got to say something. Okay, go ahead. I want Chris Carson really, really bad. When I saw I had the 12th pick, I was like, I'm getting Chris Carson. You take him to the third. Heck yeah, dude. Are you kidding me? Who else is on the board? I mean, I'm taking him over Phil Lindsay, Derrick Henry, carry on Johnson. I need a second running back, and I don't want one of those turds. I want Chris Carson, my dude. I, I mean, I like Chris Carson, the running back, but I I mean, I don't know if they're going to be running the ball 30 times a game like they did last year. Granted, Mike Davis is off to the Bears now, but I mean, Rashad Penny drafted him in the first round. I have to believe they're going to give him more run. I just think it's going to be more of a timeshare uh, with him. That's the only reason I'm not going him, but maybe he's got championship winning upside. So sorry for interrupting you. I just wanted to let that be known. In case I got sniped, then everyone can laugh at me. No, for sure. And I, I actually, I was recording a video today, and I think that David Montgomery is someone that reminds me a lot of Chris Carson. Uh, he's in the draft. He's one of the draft prospects. He's he's one of my favorite running backs. I, he's number one or number two, but I, I feel like he's a, a good comp for him is like a Chris Carson. Okay. That, I mean, that would be a nice player. Chris Carson won people championships. You'll remember in the playoffs last year, he was absolutely dominant. Maybe that's what we get out of a full season. He did drop to me. Somebody took Aaron Rodgers ahead of me. So I'm definitely taking Chris Carson. Now I got to figure out who I want uh, on the way back. Cause um, let's see, I'd like to take another running back, but there's just no one that I love at this range. So I'm going to wait at running back. I've got Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen, Brandon Cooks. I'm not reaching at tight end quite yet. I guess I don't really have an option. I've got to take one of these wide receivers and Stefan Diggs is the highest on my board right now. I don't mind Brandon Cooks. He's pretty consistent year to year. I would like Kenny Galladay or Corey Davis, but I'm not reaching that high. So Stephon Diggs it is. I don't feel great about it, but uh, at this spot, he's the best player available. I like Diggs. I mean, I think that's a good spot to get him. I, I like that. I like the Diggs pick better than I do the Carson one. I, I just have some concerns about Carson. Not to say it's a bad pick, because uh, I, I do think they're going to run the ball a lot. And I think there could be two viable running backs, but I like the Diggs pick. I think that he's a phenomenal number two wide receiver to have on your team. He's not going to be as consistent as a one, but the targets were there last year. He's creeping up. So I would I would think that he continues to, to improve on his numbers last year with Kirk Cousins, the second year together. So I, I like that pick a lot. And just for those who are listening and not watching on YouTube, the, the tight ends, if you guys want a tight end, you're going to have to do it at the beginning of the second round. I mean, I've been doing best ball drafts recently, like uh, starting to get into that best ball season. And I see Travis Kelsey, um, Zach Ertz and George Kittle sometimes going in the first round. There was one guy, he actually had the 12th pick, Bobby. He took Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz at 12 and 13. And that's actually not so bad in best ball. It's overkill to me, but at the same time, it's like getting getting a tight end and best ball there is not like the worst thing. But even in this, in a redraft league, I mean, Kittle went first tight end off the board at pick uh, 2-5. 17, 20, and 22 is where they went. Yeah, so I mean, you're going to have to go there. And Mahomes lasted to the third round. I don't know if he's going to do that in all leagues. I need to make a pick. I just realized I'm going to have to pause the draft if I can't get to it. I didn't even know you could do that. I can't pause the draft. That's unfair. I'm going to go with Carrion Johnson. He's my number two running back. I did choose him over Philip Lindsay just because there's a new coaching staff out there in Denver. And it's very possible that Royce Freeman gets more of a, a portion of that pie. And um, I just think that some people are overlooking that. This is the range that I love. Um, unfortunately, DJ Moore didn't drop to me. I would have loved to have him there. Actually, it's your pick. So I'm not going to tell you who I'm picking because I know you're going to take him. Oh, 
I was literally just talking into the camera. I'm like, watch this. He's going to make a pick, and I'm going to tell him it's not even his chance. <laughs> I was laughing <laughs> as he was going through. So right now I'm looking at you know Julio Jones, Amari Cooper as my receivers, Le'Veon Bell and Carrion Johnson as my running backs. Not in love with Carrion necessarily, but I, I felt like he was the best running back on the board at that time. And running backs are getting shaken up right now. I think one of the – I'm not going to talk about one of the values later in drafts uh, right now. Well, I mean, you're not going to change my mind. I've got the players that I want. I'm, I'm not the one who copies. You're the one that copies because you saw how I kept winning all these mock drafts, and you're like, I got to do Bobby's strategy, take his players, and I'll just put them off as my own ideas. Well, I'm going to take a player that I know that you and I have talked about a lot, so I know you like him, um, and I know that uh, he's probably not going to last back to me because this is the area where these guys are going to start coming off the board. I'm just going to get my tight end out of the way here. I'm going to take O.J. Howard. Are you kidding me? Losing Deshaun Jackson is going to clear up some targets. They're going to probably add someone. I don't think they're just going to go forward with Justin Watson as their slot receiver. They'll probably add someone, a rookie, some depth. But between Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and O.J. Howard, I think there's, there, there is plenty to go around in Bruce Arians' offense. So O.J. Howard, definitely someone that I'm buying in Dynasty. If you could buy him right now in Dynasty before his price goes up and he stays healthy for the year, I think O.J. Howard is a top four Dynasty tight end. I agree with that. I think he's a top two or three dynasty tight end like i said in that previous episode i'd take him over kelsey in dynasty you would yeah well that's bold kelsey's 30 years old man oh i know i know he is but that's still i i think that's pretty bold again i wouldn't go there but i do like howard you know the last time we had this conversation and it sounds like you don't remember that we had the conversation i had a bunch of people write in usually they're like you and tags had an argument and you were an idiot (laughs) and uh and i thought that tags was right but this time i had a bunch of people writing in sympathetic like Dude, you're right. I'd rather have O.J. Howard than Travis Kelsey. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, I was going to take Chris Godwin and O.J. Howard and then go get Jameis Winston earlier and just jam on the Bucks offense. Not a bad idea. Uh, I'm going to go Chris Godwin for sure. I mean, you knew that. When you were talking about a guy that we liked, I thought that, I mean, I know you like Chris Godwin. I thought you were just messing with me and you were going to take my guy. <laughs> um, but Chris Godwin and I'm looking at pick predictor right now. This is, everyone knows, this is my favorite screen. And it says there's a 90% chance Hunter Henry is going to be gone. Ebron and Joku, Ingram, they're all going to be gone. I'm going to go get my boy Hunter Henry now. I don't like to pick him this high. Um, I would rather go get Tariq Cohen and have a solid you know, third running back that I think is going to be consistent game to game in that offense. But it's Hunter Henry time. Now that we each have our tight end, I mean, I think one player that I would love to announce as a sleeper like right now is Vance McDonald. And I think he's going to fly up draft boards because right now uh, in current ECR, he's the 20th tight end and losing Antonio Brown and, you know, losing Jesse James from the offense, the Steelers, there's a lot of targets up for grabs there. I mean, I know that they're going to run the ball, but yeah, Vance McDonald, I've actually moved him up in my tight ends. I think he's a top, he might be a top 10 tight end for me right now. Just, just uh, for those of you who are drafting early for your leagues, if you're doing dynasty, Vance McDonald has gained a ton of value over the last couple weeks. So you're taking him over Rob Gronkowski, Delaney Walker, Jared Cook. Uh, definitely over Jared Cook. Jared Cook doesn't even have a team. Delaney Walker, uh, I would take him over Delaney Walker. I don't have any confidence in Mariota, which, by the way, he uh, now has competition for his starting job because Ryan Tannehill was traded there. Is that competition? I'm in a really tough spot here because I have two running backs. I have two wide receivers. My receivers are studs. My running backs, I feel like I'm missing some upside, but at least they'll give me consistency. Running backs are going to disappear very quick. So my, my decision here is coming down to Tariq Cohen or Mark Ingram. I don't want Lamar Miller. I think there's still a chance that he gets cut if they draft a running back. I think they're a team that can draft one. I have two guys that are safe. I would take Ingram as the safe pick if I had two upside running backs, but I feel like I have two boring running backs. So I'm going to take Tariq Cohen, give me a little bit of weekly upside and uh, go from there. 
You think Dante Pettis is going to drop to me? Oh, wait, you <laughs> picked before me. Don't do it, Tags. I already called him. I called him. Dibs. <laughs> you want me to take Dante Pettis, otherwise you wouldn't have uh, mentioned him. So Dante Pettis, by the way, I've actually moved him up my rankings. I, I adjusted my rankings today. He's my 32nd wide receiver. Sounds about right to me. And as of right now, I mean, there's been 34 wide receivers. So this, you know, what we're doing this on, you could actually see how many quarterbacks have been drafted, tight ends. And guys, this is a mock draft. Literally, this is the stuff that syncs up with your drafts that you do live. You're able to see all this stuff. The pick predictor works, roster watch, all that stuff. It's just fantastic. So uh, looking at this, I'm filling out my lineup pretty well. I'm really, I'm not in any hurry to take a quarterback because there's just so many guys. Like we're in the territory now where it's guys that I'm going to mix and match. So I really don't have to worry about it. It's either filling a flex spot or filling my wide receiver spot. So looking at the cheat sheet, Kenyon Drake's still there. Uh, he looks like he's going to be the starting running back for the Dolphins this year. They didn't sign anybody in free agency. The draft is not a very running back rich draft. So unless they, you know, and I don't see them reaching, they're, they're picking in the top 15 picks. They're not taking Josh Jacobs there. They're not taking David Montgomery. So, oh man, I, I'm probably going to take Kenyon Drake here. I just feel like it just makes too much sense. And I'm getting my running backs kind of out of the way. The ECR right now is telling me to draft Cortland Sutton. I heavily disagree with that. I am not a fan of Joe Flacco wide receivers. Uh, I think that's going to be a strong defensive team that they're going to be running the ball a lot. And uh, I don't think Flacco is going to be slinging the ball around the field. So I, I just feel like Cortland Sutton is a little overrated. I would actually take Dante Pettis over Cortland Sutton. Me too. Not even close. You know, I'm taking Dante Pettis here. And I was going to take Kenyon Drake. I figured you would take him. But if not, I was going to take him. I don't really see any other running backs that I love. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and grab Dante Pettis now and then figure out who I'm going with next. There's a pretty big drop off after Drew Brees. Drew Brees is someone I can have the whole season and feel good about. There is nobody else in the draft like that. Everyone else is a streamer, in my opinion, except maybe Jameis Winston. So I'm considering Drew Brees here. Uh, I typically don't go quarterbacks this high, but I think it would make sense if he falls this far. Or I could go Rashad Penny and just have both of the uh, Seattle running backs. And let's say Chris Carson gets hurt. I've still got, I don't know about RB1, but close to RB1 and Rashad Penny. Decisions, decisions, Bobby. I'm going to go Rashad Penny, man. And I know that makes you happy because I think the Drew Brees one might have helped my grade a little bit, but. Yeah, the Drew Brees pick, I mean, I don't know if I like, I mean, Drew Brees, it was funny, I was actually doing some research before the show on some of last year's data. Drew Brees, you'd have to go back to 2003 to find the last time he didn't finish inside the top 10 quarterbacks. So he's like, he's locked to finish there. I mean, he is aging. He's now 40 years old. I, I like Breeze, but again, I don't know if he's someone that I want to start every week either. Like he's not as good on the road. They did add Latavius Murray, who is a good replacement for Mark Ingram. So I don't see, I don't, I don't think the t team will change very much. That's why to me, I feel like Breeze is in that streaming territory too. I feel like he's not a guy that I want to start every single week if I can help it. I don't think he's the worst pick, but going over to the running backs now, it, it's looking now I see like I don't have a wide receiver and this is really going to hurt me because you don't have a single wide receiver. I don't have a wide receiver three right now. I've taken a lot of running backs. Oh, okay. I was going to say, dude, you got to get on that. I'm in a bad way here. Looking at the, I mean, Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard are on the board. Both of those guys are in the same team. I don't know which one's going to get slot snaps, but I would assume it's going to be Tate uh, just because Shepard's a younger receiver. He should be able to get open on the perimeter a bit more. Oh man. I don't love the spot that I've left myself. Dude, trade the pick to me. But I don't like any of the running back options here. I feel like I can wait until the next round to get them. So I, God, I, I guess I'm going Golden Tate here. I'm not a fan of it though. Yuck. 
You should feel pretty bad about yourself right now. This is why we do mock drafts, though. It's because, like, I waited too long on a wide receiver three. That's basically what it came down to. If I would have passed on Kenyon Drake and taken Dante Pettis, would I have felt better? Yeah, I think I would have had more upside on my team. I think I would have felt better, too. We can trade after the draft. I'll trade you Dante Pettis for Kenyon Drake. Because <laughs> my running back three, is it's not going to be pretty. And, man, all the guys I was hoping for. Of course, Drew Brees was taken. That was a given. But Larry Fitzgerald I had my eye on. Curtis Samuel, Jameis Winston. I wasn't going to take Winston yet. Kiki QT was the guy I figured I'd get this next round. He's gone too. So uh, tags, don't break my heart. There's someone I want right now. Yeah. So basically, I'm going to go against what everything that's going to be the grade. This this could be me giving in to you for you to win. Don't do it, dude. This is the guy I want. I'm willing <laughs> to sacrifice the win to get this guy. <laughs> So uh, basically, he was a he was a free agent that was just signed, and I just talked about him a moment ago. And he's part of the New Orleans Saints. He is a running back, and he's going to walk into you jerk Mark Ingram's role, Davius Murray. <laughs> I, so I said on Twitter and in my article that I wrote on him. So all the big free agents, I wrote articles. You guys can check them on the sites. I wrote in depth pieces on each of them. But Latavius Murray is someone that I feel like if you get him outside the top twenty five running backs, I feel like you're getting a, a, a great value. And now the running backs, I mean, we're in almost the 10th round. So it, it makes tons of sense, but the ECR has not caught up with this yet because the ECR is going to take a, you know, a couple days for everybody to go in and update their rankings after free agency. But you're going to see Latavius Murray jump up draft boards. You suck, man. Sometimes. Even though I'm going to win this draft, I'm still going to feel like you won it. And I should have taken Latavius Murray last round because I would have in real life. Yeah. I was trying to get cute. Yep. Not considering that you were going to pick ahead of me and just break my heart. That's all right. You got two picks here, though. I mean, you could um, try and make up for one. Well, I do, and I know exactly who I'm going to pick. You know, my running backs are really good uh, as it is. I'm, I've got a, a RB1 out of David Johnson. Uh, between Chris Carson and Rashad Penny, I'm going to have a good running back. I'm going to take Kareem Hunt right now when he comes back. Maybe I hit the lottery. Maybe he's someone that I don't mind flexing. Uh, either way, I think he's going to be playable. I'm willing to wait this long because we've got a deeper bench than a lot of leagues offer. We've also got two flex spots. So I'm going to go Kareem Hunt. And then I'm going to go with the safe flex play that I would feel comfortable starting every single week. It's Naheem Hines. I think he's one of the best pass-catching running backs in the NFL. Indianapolis clearly is comfortable with him there and Marlon Mack because they didn't go out and get a running back. They're not going to. Naheem Hines is going to be, uh, I kind of feel like a Tariq Cohen light this year. Yeah, I feel like Marlon Mack is actually going to move up. I think by the time draft season comes around, people are going to be drafting him in the second round because they realize the offense that he's a part of. Would you take him there? Marlon Mack in the second round. I mean, at the end of the second round, yeah, I would. I've taken him in a few best ball drafts, but I'm getting him in the third and fourth round right now, and I'm, I'm loving that um, because I think a lot of people were scared about free agency, and knowing that the Colts had no interest in Le'Veon Bell kind of told me they had the pieces they felt they needed with Marlon Mack, Naheem Hines, and Jordan Wilkins. So the Kareem Hunt pick, I don't like. I'm going to be honest about that one. I actually posted an, uh, a news blurb on our site today uh, about Kareem Hunt and the whole eight-game suspension. I wouldn't draft him. Uh, in a redraft league, I, I feel like he's just a you're you're, you're wasting a roster spot uh, with the way that we stream players nowadays. It's just it's really tough to do that with a guy that's consistently essentially on a bye week uh, for eight weeks. You know, during when a lot of teams are going to be going through their bye, so it's really tough to do that. And that's what are the odds that he's a top five fantasy running back? Over the second half of the season. Let's say Nick Chubb gets hurt. He's out for the year in week six. Well, so he's a handcuff. And I mean, he's a handcuff for eight weeks. Like, so. But when he, he's not just a handcuff, like he's someone that you will be able to play from the moment he comes back. He's either a star or he's a flex. I don't think that he is. I mean, I don't, I, I still think that, I still think it's Nick Chubb's backfield. I think that they, I mean, they got Kareem Hunt, I think for $2 million this year. So he's not, it's not like they paid a lot to get him. So it's like, oh my God, we paid so much. We better use this guy. It's more like, you know, 
they, they paid him $2 million. That's, that's not much at all. And to, to know that he's suspended for eight weeks, it's like, is he going to be in great football shape? Does he have any continuity with Baker Mayfield? Like the offensive line, it's a different team than he played with in Kansas City. And it's not to say that he's not going to be able to play, but I think it's gonna, I think Nick Chubb is going to establish himself as he did entire last season. He, he's already impressed Freddie Kitchens, you know? So he's going to run this team for a long time. It's going to be extremely hard for Kareem Hunt to steal any touches away from him. I believe that Kareem Hunt's going to come back. He's going to be an eight to 12 touch per game guy. That's borderline flex, like maybe uh, in a good, in a good matchup where they're going to get tons of carries. But I, I still, th- I believe this is Nick Chubb's backfield. And I think they have Kareem Hunt as a cheap handcuff, but he's an elite one. I think he's 40, 60 that he takes the job. And I think that there's a 20% chance just based on historical odds that Nick Chubb is out. He's injured by the time Kareem Hunt comes back. And even if he doesn't, I think, you know, eight to 12 touches of Kareem Hunt, that's pretty good. Did you just take Adam Humphreys? I did not. Oh, you took Jared Goff. I'm sorry. I was off by one. Pick. Yeah, no, I took Goff. <laughs> Goff is actually, so I'm not, I'm not a massive fan of Goff, but I have him as my number nine quarterback. So getting him as the 12th one off the board or 11th one off the board feels like it's, it's fine. And I'm going to do another thing here. I'm going to go totally outside of ECR and I am taking Devin Funches. You know, my wide receiver, Golden Tate, I felt like that was iffy. So adding a number four wide receiver is Devin Funches, the guy who's now paired with Andrew Luck as the primary red zone target. You know, Eric Ebron was not known as a guy that was a touchdown threat coming to Indianapolis, but all of a sudden, Eric Ebron's catching touchdowns. He's, you know, did he, I think he led the league in touchdown receptions. So, you know, Eric Ebron, <laughs> Devin Funches has been a touchdown guy. Like he, he's done well with Cam Newton. We talked about this on last show about how Devin Funches uh, has six more touchdowns in the red zone over the last three years than T.Y. Hilton, despite having six less targets and catching passes from Cam Newton. So I feel like Devin Funches has major upside on my bench and he just might overtake Golden Tate as a starter. Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely fine. I'm going with the only starting running back remaining. I don't know how he's still there and why you didn't take him tags. Ronald Jones, man. I have five running backs in my roster. Believe me, I saw his name there and I knew you were going to snag him. Yeah, I've got to snag him, man. He's placing a great offense and I got to collect all the Tampa Bay Bucks. That's been a theme uh, for the past two or three years, right? Like I said, I think he's a steal in drafts right now. Like if he doesn't work out, so what? You just spent uh, an 11th round pick? Yeah, exactly. Um, This would have been the stage, this is sad, where I would have taken Quincy Nunwa, but he's completely worthless now. I wouldn't draft him in the last round. Um, so what I'm going to do, I'm not doing another one of these, you know, stupid wait on Latavius Murray. Maybe I'll get him in tags. Won't play that game. I'm taking my guy now. And I think you might make fun of me. Tell me where I'm going. I'm not telling you because I might pick him. <laughs> Maybe he's not someone that I was going to go with. And you can, you know, talk me into someone that I want. I'll tell you if you pick the guy that I think. And I'm gonna, on my screen, if you guys can see this on the YouTube, this is the guy that I think he would be taking. Is it someone that you want to take? Maybe. Ah, oh, man, if you were going to say no, I wasn't going to take him because he's going to be there next round. <laughs> I can't quit Dante Moncrief. And now that he's coming into all these targets, oh, man, bring it on, baby. Give me Dante Moncrief. So I was wrong uh, in regards to the player I thought you were going to take. I don't think Moncrief's a bad pick, though. Um, you know, going to Pittsburgh. I still believe they're going to draft a wide receiver, um, but even if they draft a wide receiver, it's it's not very often that you see, you know, rookie wide receivers walk into a major role. So I think Dante Moncrief signing a two-year deal with them is going to buy him some targets. And, uh, you know, is he going to be better than James Washington? That's the question I think we have to ask. Did you think I was going to take C.J. Anderson or Marquez Valdez-Scantling? I thought Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde. 
Yeah, Carlos Hyde, we talked about him basically drafting him. Oh, man, that would have been a great pick. Him and Damian Williams, like having them on the team. So, I mean, that's that was what I thought you were going to do. Wasn't even on my radar. He is now, though. I don't have to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, looking at the board now, it's it's... It's tough. So I have quite a few running backs. I have, I mean, the wide receivers that are here, John Ross, I heard the Bengals are actually shopping him, which tells me that he might not be in the plans for the new coaching staff. And that, that concerns me. Valdez Scantling, this is not a bad place for him, but I feel like I want an upside wide receiver on my bench, kind of like a Devin Fungus. I'm going to take my guy. Um, I haven't given him up. <laughs> uh, the new coaching staff apparently likes him a lot better than the old one. So I'm going to go with Devontae Parker and uh, hopefully land. Oh, man, you did not. <laughs> Getting a wide receiver that could lead his team in targets in the 12th round. I mean, I just feel like that's stealing. Who are those targets coming from? It might be Josh Rosen. Okay, that excites you. So we talked about this at the beginning of the show well, a little bit, but so Ryan Tannehill was traded to the Tennessee Titans. Okay. It was for like a fourth round pick and a mix of other things, but the Dolphins don't have a quarterback right now. Remember the, the Jags, you know, the reason they didn't cut Blake Bortles, you know, before they got Nick Foles is because they needed to make sure they had a quarterback. Something tells me that the Dolphins know exactly what's happening and they know where they're going with quarterback. I think maybe they're going with Josh Rosen. Maybe they're making a trade for him right now. There's rumors around the league saying that Josh Rosen can be had for like a third round pick. I don't believe that. I think that multiple second round picks get it done. Uh, I don't think that they have to give up a first and that's like a win for the Dolphins. So if they get Josh Rosen for anything less than a first round pick, I feel like it's a good trade for them. Um, so if he does have Josh Rosen, who who's a better passer than people are giving him credit for right now, I know he looked bad and I know he played for a bad team and a bad offense. I get it, but don't write him off after one year. It's kind of, it's kind of like Jared Goff, you know, like I'm not saying that Josh Rosen is going to be the next Tom Brady. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is don't write him off as a starting caliber NFL quarterback, just because of what you saw in his rookie season and a bad, bad, bad offense. So I think that's fair. Yeah, and instead of, you know, letting Bobby do this, I'm just going to draft Carlos Hyde now. You got to be kidding me, man. I thought you were going to forget about it. Why do you think I was telling you about him? Because I, was, <laughs> I, I knew I had two picks before your next one, and I'm like, nobody's drafting Carlos Hyde. That sucks, man. Oh, bummer. Okay, I guess I'm going to have to take Kalen Balazs now. Not. Not. <laughs> I'm taking Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I'm sure you knew that was going to happen. I, I debated him, but I was like, eh, I'll take Parker instead. Yeah, there's a chance he's the number two in Green Bay, and I'm going to go ahead and grab Big Ben. I don't especially love him, but he was the number three fantasy quarterback last year. Antonio Brown's gone. Le'Veon Bell was already gone. But, you know, they added Dante Moncrief. James Washington's going to play. They're still going to throw the ball quite a bit. And uh, Big Ben, whenever he's healthy, he's good. So I'll take him for the first three weeks. And if he gets hurt, so what? I'll stream. But at this point in the draft, it's not much of a risk. Yeah, I think you should stream anyways. I probably will. I think the last draft we had, I took Roethlisberger and I said that I was going to stream. All right, so this is the part of the draft where so many people just pick a player and they're like, whatever, I'm going to drop him for a waiver wire guy. So why are we doing that? Why don't we just look at our roster and why don't we say, is there anybody out here that we feel like could have a breakout season? Is there someone that we feel like we could hit lightning in a bottle in the first couple of weeks and trade him away, not drop him? I, I don't feel like that player is there at wide receiver, running back especially, just because you know people know who's getting the carries. Uh, wide receiver, you might be able to find some guys like a DJ Chark down there. I feel like DJ Chark and Nick Foles, I just don't love the duo, the, the pairing of those two. Um, Jordy Nelson was cut by Oakland. There's rumors that maybe the Packers bring him back. That would obviously be the best thing for his career. I don't like Tyrell Williams. I've talked about that. Um, you have guys like Taylor Gabriel and you know Kenny Stills, but I'm not in love with it. I don't feel like those guys can become superstars that you're going to be able to trade away for something significant. So instead, I'm going to go with a guy that I talked about 
potentially a top 10 tight end. I'm pulling up my rankings now so I can tell you honestly. I have him as my number 12 tight end right now, and that's Vance McDonald. I don't mind that pick whatsoever. You've got one more, and then your draft is over. I've got my eye on a, on a player. Wait a second. Was he just taken? Yeah, he was taken. It was Jamal Williams. Yeah, Jamal Williams, not a bad handcuff. Like he, That's exactly what he is. Yeah, looking at the running backs, there's really nobody here that I feel the need to snag. As for wide receivers, uh, I talked about some of them, but I'm not in love with them. Tags, really quick, before you make your pick, I'm look, I saw Jeff Wilson's name, and I was like, oh, he's with Kyle Shanahan. Maybe he has a good season. And then I was like, wait a second, they've got three running backs. We need to talk about this. What are they going to do with Jarek McKinnon, Matt Breida, Tevin Coleman? Do they just play all three of them? I think they might cut Jarek McKinnon. Really? Yeah, I, I think that – so he's been paid – he's already been paid his guaranteed money. Like, there's nothing else due. He, they will owe him his salary in 2019 if he's on the roster April 1st. So if they cut him, it's going to be before then. And if they cut him, it's only a $6 million cap hit. They have plenty of cap space. It's not a problem. So I think it's very possible that Jarek McKinnon is not on this team in a couple weeks. Yeah. I don't know, maybe he could go back to Minnesota now that Latavius Murray's gone. I'm going to do the same thing that I did with Devontae Parker. I'm going to take another wide receiver that I feel like he might lead his team in targets, and that's Marquise Lee. He's someone that's kind of been forgotten about. That's a good one. You have D.D. Westbrook, you have D.J. Chark, uh, and those are the guys that Westbrook's been molded into a slot receiver somehow, and then Chark is the field stretcher. So it's like if there's a possession-wide receiver, Marquise Lee can kind of fall into that. I'm not saying I'm excited about him, but to get him with the final pick in the 15th round, Ken Foles you know, give us a consistent wide receiver. And if there is one, I, I think that Lee might be the most targeted. There's no one I especially love here with this last pick. Um, what I like to do years past what we've done, right, Tags, is you go out and you get Kareem Hunt in case the starting running back Spencer Ware gets injured or or suspended or anything along those lines. Somebody that you know is the backup and you know is in a good offense to succeed um, and last year it was James Conner. Those two picks won us championships, right? I'm looking for that guy in the last round. And so what, you know, if I have to cut him, I want somebody who could be lightning in a bottle. And to me, this might surprise some people, but Chase Edmonds looks like a pretty good running back. Arizona's offense was dreadful last year. You get Kyler Murray in there and, uh, and Cliff Kingsbury. I think that they're going to put up some points. And if David Johnson goes down, it's Chase Edmonds' offense. In fact, Chase Edmonds might be involved to begin with. I don't like getting direct handcuffs. That's not what this is about. Even if I didn't have David Johnson, I'd be drafting Chase Edmonds here as my final pick. I thought you were going to go John Kelly. That's what I thought you were going to go. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, they had a chance to use John Kelly and they signed C.J. Anderson. So I, I like John Kelly's upside. I just I don't think they're going to use him. Tags, I think you beat me again. I got a B minus 80. Wow. So I got an 84. So I did beat you. Amazing. How? Even though I gave up, even though I drafted two players who haven't even been adjusted to ECR yet, I still managed to beat you. <laughs> I mean, 84, I am I am much happier with this roster than an 84, but um, as of right now, that's what the ECR says. Like I said, once you upload your own cheat sheet, it'll tell you how you drafted based on yours. And some people are like, well, isn't that obvious? No, trust me. You can draft so many different ways and you'll figure out how to manipulate ADP to your rankings to build the best team possible. But yeah, at 84, my final roster, for those who aren't watching on a computer screen, is Jared Goff as the quarterback, Le'Veon Bell, Carrion Johnson, Tariq Cohen, Kenyon Drake, Latavius Murray, Carlos Hyde as my running back. So I'm pretty deep at running back. It's not it's not like I have world beaters that are going to tear things up. I have consistency, I think. Uh, wide receivers, Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, Golden Tate. Uh, Devin Funches, Devontae Parker, and Marquise Lee. And then at tight end, I have OJ Howard and Vance McDonald. I mean, that's a good team. It's not as good as mine. 
And in my book, I won this one. So I'm on like a 20 game winning streak now against you in my book. <laughs> um, I got, I got big Ben, uh, running backs are a little suspect with David Johnson and Chris Carson. Um, I've got a ton on the bench though. Odell Beckham, Stefan Diggs, Chris Godwin as my wide receivers. And then Dante Pettis in my flex, Rashad Penny at my flex, Hunter Henry at tight end. Um, now let's move on over to my, uh, my bench here. I've got Kareem Hunt, Naheem Hines, Ronald Jones, Chase Edmonds, and then wide receivers, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Dante Moncrief. So you guys can tweet us, let us know who you think won, and also let us know what you think. Who was the big guy we had a disagreement about? Kareem Hunt, I think. Yeah, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, let us know what you think about Kareem Hunt. Would you draft him in the ninth round if he's there for you? Or do you agree with tags that uh, you just shouldn't even draft him? That's that's where I'm at. And Bobby, looking at your team and pulling it up on my screen, I think it's interesting. Like, I think your team is built on upside. You know, like David Johnson with the new offense, Chris Carson, you know, like keeping that lead role. Odell Beckham in the new offense. Stephon Diggs upside. Chris Godwin taking a step forward. Hunter Henry coming back from injury. Pettis breaking out. You know, like Kareem Hunt coming back. I feel like your team is built around upside. And I feel like you do need those players on your fantasy team. But I feel like you can't have too many. I'm all upside all day. I feel like it's too many. And I think that's, I think ultimately, I think that's why I won again. Yeah. I don't know, man. Draft wizard just hates me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing really well in the fantasy baseball mock drafts. By the way, if you are a fantasy baseball fan, you've got your draft coming up. I host the fantasy pros baseball podcast. Tags is not allowed anywhere near that thing. And I'll also be doing a, a March madness podcast. Once the brackets come out with the guys from team rankings. So you can check that out. It's actually going to be here on the fantasy football podcast. So make sure to subscribe on iTunes so you don't miss any future episodes. Tags, this was a lot of fun. I guess I'm going to have to wait until the Dynasty mock draft. I think we're doing that, what, two weeks from now? And uh, I'll beat you in that one. Yeah, that's that's what I really look forward to because we don't get to do Dynasty mocks too often. And you guys can hear about basically how we feel about players. And I know this is like the time of the year, you know, once the NFL draft takes place or, you know, right after or even right before sometimes uh, people do start up drafts. So I think it'll be really awesome to kind of do a Dynasty show where we can talk about how we view players long term, you know, not just for this year. All right, Tags, that's all for today's show. Everyone, uh, check out pristineauction.com. For Mike Tagliere, I'm Bobby Sylvester. Thanks for listening and enjoy your football. I just wanted you to watch me dissolve